At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's a report today that Aaron's condition on returning is that you're no longer the GM. Has that been communicated to you in any way with, with your communication with him, with Mark, or with anyone? You know, uh, Aaron hasn't said anything like that to me. I want nothing more to, to, than to see him back in a, in a Packer uniform. There's a gentleman here today by the name of Mattress Mac who's uh, going to wager between $2 million and $4 million on the favorite essential quality. I was just wondering, um, do you bring that sort of bankroll with you to the races? Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I love this, but I'm not trying to do any life-changing money bets out here. I'm just trying to, to make some nice little small bets and have fun. very calm, a very relaxed, a very affable Aaron Rodgers. What is a nice little down. small bet for him, you think? Like what's, you know, I mean, everybody has their levels as far as where their income is and how many, how much, like what's, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is saying when he's talking about, um, you know, small little bets, like few thousands, tens of thousands. What do you think we're talking about, Mike? It's still a lot of money. I don't care yeah. how much money you have. Right. 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 It's it's more than five bucks and less than five thousand. I would say you'd say so. Okay, I would say. all right. I'm gonna say he dances around around that five thousand. More maybe more than that. Like maybe flirts with the double double digit thousands. Either way, I mean, I don't know. He's got a ton of money in the bank for sure. And then who knows if he does? You know, got a tip on one of these horses or something. Like Papenick, Papenick. Remember Papenick? I Soft don't. Papenick. No. His mother was a mutter. His father oh, was well, a mutter. I know that yeah. phrase, but I didn't know it was Papenick. I didn't know they Kramer, called that. Kramer, uh, Kramer got the tip on the subway, and right. he went to the off-track betting lounge, and he ultimately willed Papenick to win. Uh, mutter was a mutter. A bunch That's of money, right. and someone tried to steal it from him on the subway, but let's not do the entire Seinfeld episode. But that that is big money if you know how to do it. And I think for Rogers, the key is he doesn't feel comfortable in that world. He hasn't mastered it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know enough to know how to work it in his favor. So I think for that reason, he doesn't put huge money on it because there are other ways 
to blow your money. And he may need to be saving some of his money because he could be eventually, inevitably, giving up 50000 a day to hold out from the Green Bay Packers this year, depending upon how this drama that started on Thursday, it feels like it's been here forever, yeah, doesn't it? it does. It does. But it was just four days ago where we would have agreed. We would have both signed off on Aaron Rodgers one more year with the Packers, and then if they don't trade him, he tries to blow it up. Right. And it all got accelerated, and now he's trying to blow it up. And I think we're at a point where it can be generally accepted. That's exactly what he wants because he hasn't said otherwise. He hasn't said otherwise. There's too much out there, and he's essentially confirmed it. We'll play the clip from Mike Tirico in a minute. But here, that's where we are in just four days. How much the world has changed for the Packers and the NFL in four days? Yeah, it's it is amazing. You know, it's amazing just that too. It seems the like the acceleration point had really nothing to do with Green Bay and Rodgers. I think that's like kind of the fascinating thing too. It's the fact that San Francisco called and talked about a trade that, of course, blew this thing and blew the roof off Disagree. of it. Well. I think the roof was still blowing off of it on Thursday. I, I agree. Well, I don't know, but I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. I don't know. I don't know about that for sure. That 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 I can't I can't say. So I mean, I have we a know. Feeling, I can't prove it. I have a feeling that San Francisco made that call after hearing from David Dunn or someone else close to Rogers. It was worth their time to make. That I'm I'm sure. I have a feeling. I, I'm sure they know. There's a lot of issues there. I mean, Shanahan and Lafleur, as close as they are, I would think that. You know, Shanahan and John Lynch had a pretty good gauge on the temperature of knowing that at least that, hey, things aren't all, you know, fine and dandy there in Green Bay. And like to, to what you're saying, Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm with you to the fact that I think the, the, the roof or the door was being blown off anyways behind the scenes here as we go, as we're starting to read and find out more and more. To me, the big thing now is just comes down to one thing. Is Rodgers going to go full court press and blow the roof off this thing right now and say, screw you, Green Bay, I'm not playing here and really play hardball and try to get the trade done now? Or is this one of those things where they're just going to find a way to you know, mend the fences here to just get through the year because they know they both have a good football team and then that'll be it? I mean, that's really where we're at, right? Well, that, that is where we're at, and we'll dig through all those possibilities coming up. For now, let's properly set the stage, though. Mark okay. Murphy, the Packers CEO, posted a, a periodic Q&A on social media, not on social media, but on their website, and it had a fairly interesting preamble about the Aaron Rodgers situation, and he acknowledges this is an issue they've been working on for several months, and he makes it clear that there wasn't just one trip to California to try to unruffle Aaron Rodgers' feathers. There have been a number of occasions that he and Brian Gutekunst, the GM, and Matt LaFleur, the head coach, have flown out to California to see Aaron Rodgers. We're very much aware of his concerns, and we've been working with him and his agent, Dave Dunn, to resolve them. We remain committed to Aaron in 2021 and beyond. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's more. They, they look forward to competing for another Super Bowl championship. Yeah, look, they're committed to him in word. They're not committed to him in contract. And that's where this all started. This was last year. The trade for Jordan Love pissed off Aaron Rodgers. I am impressed by the extent to which he can hold a grudge. He will hold a grudge forever. And he acted on that grudge on the perfect day from his perspective to do it. Here we are, first day of the draft, one-year anniversary of when you turned my life upside down. I shall now turn your life upside down. So without that contractual commitment from the team, 
that binds the player and the team together for multiple years, that that's where the Packers wanted to be year to year, year to year. We want to have the flexibility if Aaron slips to go to Jordan Love and trade Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers wants more. And I feel like the window's closed on the opportunity to get that commitment, to get the commitment in contract. And that's, that's why we are where we are now. I think the draft was the unofficial deadline. Remember when Russell Wilson gave a deadline to the Seahawks mid-April, start of the offseason program, got to have my new contract two years ago, and they acted and they got it done. I have a feeling, we haven't heard this reported yet, I have a feeling Aaron Rodgers and his people made it clear you got until the first day of the draft to fix this, and they didn't, and here we are. Well, I mean, here we are. Uh, you know, uh, I, there's, 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 I don't even know where to begin with this talk. I mean, okay, so what, where are we going to go from here? I mean, I, that, that's, that, that's the big thing. I, I don't know. The contract situation, hey, are the Packers going to invest more than one year of you know guarantees or being linked to Rodgers for more than one year to me that's got to come down to that right I mean I would think it's about what two years three years something like that is Rodgers going to do that at this point I don't know I mean I don't know if Green Bay is going to do it but Rodgers isn't going to sign on with Green Bay if it's just going to be like hey you made me happy for one year and then maybe I come back for the second year with, with some security or is it still going to be that type of situation where it's like well there's a little security but we could get rid of you and yeah we take a good you know dead money hit to our football team but you know we could still do it that's Rodgers is not going to play ball with that he's not he it, this is crazy territory we're in crazy territory you know again I got no there's no one to blame but Green Bay here they drafted a quarterback and traded up in the first round when they had one of the five or six best players in the league playing the position of quarterback. Now he is the two or three best players. He's MVP of football. So this is unprecedented territory to where they don't want to commit to him. He wants a commitment and... I, we're at a stalemate, and that's where I just I don't I don't think Rogers is going to go for it. I think they've burned the bridge too much here. I have a feeling that Rogers is going to be like, "That's it, it's over." I want to get the hell out of here, and and we're just going to see that happen here sometimes in the next month or two. That's why I think he gave them three months to try to. Maybe fix you're right, and the solutions yeah. that they have that they have proposed, right? And, and I'm told they've offered him an extension, right? They've offered him the security, but I think at a certain point you got to pay me more than Jared Goff. I think that's part of it, too. It's not just you you tie your hands contractually for the next three years. It's beyond that now. He wants an apology, whether it's financial or whether it's more than that. But before we get to my thoughts on what I think he wants and what he reportedly wants, let's hear from Mike Tirico from Saturday's coverage of the Kentucky Derby. He had a chance to talk to Aaron Rodgers, who declined to speak on camera, but he spoke plenty to Tirico. Here's what Tirico said. And I bumped into one of the VIPs here, who just happens to be the biggest news name in sports right now. That's Aaron Rodgers. And we've heard of the story of Green Bay and what's going on with Aaron. He's here with his fiance, Shalane Woodley, here this weekend. He didn't want to talk on camera. I can tell you, I characterize Aaron as disappointed that news has come out of this rift uh, with the Packers. He expressed a couple of times how much he loves Green Bay, loves the fans, loves the franchise. There is a fissure, there is a chasm between management and the reigning NFL MVP. We're just not sure how this is going to play out. I'll watch closely over the next couple of weeks to see what we hear from the Packers side and when Aaron does speak. 
a fissure, a chasm. That's the words that that Mike Tirico used, and I think it accurately reflects where things are. And it's very difficult to repair a fissure. It's very hard to bridge a chasm when the bridge has been blown up, Chris. And that was stunning. And Aaron Rodgers does nothing accidentally. Nothing happens coincidentally, accidentally, happenstance. It's all concocted. It's all planned. It's all strategic. And, and I admire him for that. This isn't criticism. It's just a way to understand how we got to where we are. And the only thing that I think is funny about what Tariko said, the idea that Rodgers is disappointed that news of this. No, he's not disappointed that news of it came out. And he made sure that, that and Rodgers, I'm saying, made sure that he professed love to the fans and to the town because he does not want them to turn on him, even though I sense that some of them are starting to. But th- that was the that was the the message from Rodgers. He, he, basically, he is done. And I don't know what they can do at this point to change his mind. I think it's too late. That, I think yeah. the battle lines are drawn. And now we see how the Packers handle this. We saw how the Texans handled it, and they were just about ready to trade Deshaun Watson before the legal issues arose for Watson back in March. Will the Packers warm up to the idea of trading Rodgers between now and the start of the regular season? Or, I guess, maybe the trade deadline if he stays away. It really could be Carson Palmer 10 years ago, where a broken collarbone for Jason Campbell opened the door for the Raiders to give up too much for Carson Palmer and and that impasse. Could it be that Rodgers just sits and waits and waits and waits and waits indefinitely for the Packers to decide to do something? I think he's the kind of stubborn SLB that would do it. I'll just say that, you know. I mean, just, you know, just a, a, a read of not really knowing a guy and just watching him all those years. And, of course, you know, yeah, financially, the money he has, just the kind of person he is, I, I do think he's willing to draw that line in the sand and kind of be like, screw you. I'm not coming back. We'll see where it goes. I mean, anybody you talk to in the NFL, this has been percolating since the end of the football season. There's no doubt about that. Green Bay has obviously known this has been going on and Rodgers is not happy. I mean, hey, at base level, the fact that they they don't – organizations don't fly – coaches, GMs, presidents of their organizations to go see the quarterback multiple times, multiple times. One time is an absolute holy crap catastrophe. One time is there's a catastrophe we have to get on the plane. When we're going multiple times in a three-round you know, go-around here with three different people, that means we're beyond catastrophe. That means it's holy crap. He's told you to me, it just looks like he's told you there's really no way I want to play for the football team anymore. And then they continue to go to hope they can inch away at the conversation to finally get him back to like, okay, he's at least thinking about coming back. But, you know, I, I, I won. I'll t- like, yeah, I mean, he's held a grudge. I think you're right. He's held a grudge. He played awesome football. He had to see Brady win a Super Bowl and play like, really average to beat him in an NFC championship game and then go there. And then when it's, so he had to see that and then he gets the no guarantees off of that, Mike. And here's one thing that I, I will continue to go back to that I think is going to always piss him off is the fact that he was so blindsided by the trade last year. That to me is something that's jumped out a lot during this process because uh, just because of Shanahan and the 49ers here, they are, we're going to try to trade you and draft somebody. They've let Jimmy G know every step of the way what's going on. He's Jimmy G. 
They don't have to tell him crap. No one would care. No one would make a big deal about it. They didn't even let Rodgers have an inkling, a clue. And I bet you that pisses him off a lot too. Sorry for talking so long there. No, that, that, that's an excellent point because I think that is one of the reasons why we are at the point of no return. And it's one of the reasons why this happened when it did. There was a quote from Brian Gutekunst to Peter King in which the broader message is they got one trade call this weekend for Aaron Rodgers, and, and that makes sense. You can't, you can't build a trade like that in an instant. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some thought, and everyone's otherwise focused on their draft boards. And Gutekunst said, and this stands out to me, you never want to see those things or read those things. He's never said that to me and never said that publicly. That relates to something we're going to talk about in a second regarding Gutekunst's future. At the same time, I'm a lifelong scout, and we work all year for these three days. We couldn't let this distract us from the task at hand. That's a nice way of saying, I am pissed off. This is Brian Gutekunst. I am pissed off that I settle in for draft weekend, and I'm trying to make this team better. And I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this crap as I'm getting ready to try to go out and find the players that will make this team better. I got this guy all of a sudden throwing grenades into the nest as we're trying to figure out how to make this football team better. Are you kidding me? If I'm good at Kunst, I'm livid. Yeah. And I, 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 I appreciate him taking the high road because at this point, being upset with Aaron Rodgers and making it known he's upset with Aaron Rodgers is not the way to fix it. And, and on top of everything else, on top of the distraction that comes from the news that Aaron wants out that lands on draft weekend, the report from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports that Rodgers, king of the grudge, king of the north, king of the grudge, give him the belt, all-time grudge leader, he wants Gutekunst fired, according to Robinson. That is is a grudge i don't agree with it but that's a grudge yeah it, it is a grudge there's no doubt i mean uh, you know again i don't know what to say about you know whether he wants gutenkus fired or not i'm sure he doesn't like him i mean of course he doesn't of course he doesn't especially if he got you know surprise attacked you know kamikaze style last year in the draft for him so yeah Hey, Rodgers, Rodgers, yeah, throw grenades, whatever. I don't know if it was a grenade. It was a full-fledged bomb that was thrown on Friday or Thursday night by the Rodgers camp. I think they've been throwing grenades all offseason, and they've been throwing them up there. But I also don't think Rodgers gives a damn. He doesn't give a damn. He's got, he's like you said, Mike, he's thinking about last year's draft going, grenades, bombs, you threw a nuclear weapon over at me. I mean, so he's going, this is just fair fighting. And... You know, again, I, I mean, I'm with you, Mike. I, I guess in my heart of hearts, you're right. The the information came out about Rodgers more and more, I'm guessing, from Rodgers' camp. I think the information yes. and everything is going to get out, though, to a degree this weekend, no matter what, with the fact that the 49ers called Green Bay and did that. And then Rodgers somehow knew of the situation. So there's just too many ears involved in that for that not to squeak out by somebody. And, you know, yes, then I think probably Rodgers leaked some other stuff out or at least his camp to, you know, apply the pressure even more greatly. Chris, nothing you say is going to change my mind on the fact that this was all orchestrated and planned. And I think they manipulated the 49ers into making that call, knowing that that would be the first domino to fall on what became an avalanche of news, all aimed, all aimed at 
at exacting this vengeance on the Packers. And if I'm a Packers fan and I'm trying to figure out who to be upset with here, I agree with you preliminarily. I'm upset with what they did last year. I'm upset with, with number one, using a first-round pick and the fourth-round pick that was packaged with it to trade up on a position that is not a position. And a position that they're still not going to be able to throw that guy out there this year. They still can't. Right. So go ahead. If all all goes as planned this year, he'll stand on the sidelines the entire season again. With a team that's 13-3 and two straight years and really could have benefited from that first-round pick and fourth-round pick. That's how it got started. But if I'm a Packers fan and I'm trying to apportion blame here, you mentioned the numerous trips and how big of a deal it is because Rodgers is so upset. right. These, these guys have other things to do in the offseason. They've got free agents to evaluate. They've got contracts to negotiate. They've got, they've got film to watch. They've got, and, and, yeah, on the flight they could talk and they could meet and you can multitask. But the idea that i got to get up today at 5 a.m. and i got to go over to the airport and we're going to fly out to California because we got to go kiss Aaron Rodgers' butt again when i got other stuff to do. Right. There's a point where it does keep you from being as effective as you can be. Yes. There's a point where it does. There's a and point. Then, okay. And well, then when you get ready to, tr- to take make your draft picks, that's when he drops the nuclear bomb when you're trying to focus. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm getting upset with Aaron Rodgers right now. Well, I, I understand. The, the, the turmoil he's causing the team. Well, there, there's a point. Yes, he's turmoil right now. But, 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 I mean, come on. This, I don't care. We go back to the start of the root of the problem. Did Mike, if we were told this was going to happen before the draft last year, you would have gone, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed. Oh, this is going to be great TV. I mean, did they not know what they were dealing with? Because we did. We knew what they were dealing with. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, now they care. Oh, right. oh, because right. But Chris, so, Chris, so it's, this is still their issue. Two wrongs don't make a right. Learned that when I was five. <laughs> Very still good. I still don't necessarily, I still don't necessarily practice it, <laughs> but I learned it when I was five. And look, Chris, let, let's compare and contrast. What did Deshaun Watson do? The minute the season ended, what did he do? Made it known. I want out. Yeah. Didn't wait. Didn't wait three months. Didn't wait for the perfect time to sabotage draft weekend for the Texans and drop that on them. Put it in any other context with any other player. If any other player, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, anyone who's done it or hasn't done it, to have all that drop on you as you're getting ready for the draft, that is the act of someone who is calculated, strategic, and he doesn't care what damage he does to the organization. You know why he doesn't care? Because he's never playing for him again. That that's the message. Well, especially if, if he gave if he them really the really was if if he really was invested in staying in Green Bay, he would not have gone out of his way to screw things up for them on draft weekend, which is what he did. He went out of his way to throw them off kilter on draft well, weekend. That's what brings me back to what you said earlier on. I think that yeah, I I think when you get back into your like draft weekend was the week like we had to get stuff done. I I I, I you know. The more we peel this back and talk about this and the things I've heard from people around the league over the weekend and things like that, I mean, they've known. I think he put them on notice since after the year. He didn't make it a public thing. I don't know why. Maybe he should have. I'm not trying to say that's right or wrong. But I think at a base level, we know they've known since then. So this must have been the line of demarcation or whatever else 
and it didn't happen. So now he's going scorched earth without, you know, actually saying he's going scorched earth, which I think I know is what actually pisses you off more than anything is the fact that he just doesn't go all in on it and own it and everything like that. Well, it's too late. He owns it. Yeah, this is this is the involuntary tattoo that someone, you know, he got blackout drunk and someone took him to the tattoo shop and he got the tattoo going streaking through the quad. He can't, he can't, he cannot make it, he cannot make it go away at this point. And he had a chance. He had a chance to say fake news or whatever else he wanted to say. He could have gone on camera with Tariko and said, it's all phony. It's all fake. I love Green Bay. I love the Packers. I'm not leaving. He confirmed it all. Yeah. And and then he, he talked on camera for five minutes with Twin Spires, a betting outlet. And the issue (laughs) never even came up. How do you, look, look, I, I, I am not a trained journalist. But how do you agree? I'm t- if Aaron Rodgers says to me, I'll talk to you for five minutes, but you can't ask me about my situation with the Packers, I'll say, Aaron, thanks, but I can't. I can't do it. I can't talk to you for five minutes on camera. I look like Bozo the Clown if I don't bring it up with you on camera. And someone eventually will, will agree to that. And, and you know, yeah, that, that happens all the time. And I've said, no, I've said no to interviews in the past when they say, well, you can't ask about this. And sometimes it's something I wasn't even going to ask about anyway. But don't put conditions on me. Just don't do the interview. If you're if you're not enough of an adult that you can't handle that question, that you don't have an answer for it because you know you're going to be asked it, that's on you. That's not on me. And how could you talk to Aaron Rodgers and not and not wander into that territory when it's the biggest issue in all of sports over the weekend? It really did hijack the draft. It real look look. We're this is the Monday after the draft. We spent 25 minutes talking about yeah, it because we I want know. to. Yeah, I, I know. And, well, he's a huge star. There's no doubt about it. And I don't know. You know, you agree to those terms when you're some TV network that I've never the hell heard of. You'll just go, what do you want to talk yeah. about, Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Whatever you say. We just want to it have you, you look on. like a buffoon. Uh, it makes you so, look like a yes, clown. Shit. Sure. It sure. does, though. And I'm not afraid to say it. It makes you look like a pack of idiots that you agreed to talk to that guy for five minutes without asking him about his situation with the Green Bay Packers. It was like an alternate reality. He's all happy, and he's like, his name tag said Turd Ferguson, which I have to give you. You like that. You like that I a like lot. that a yeah. lot. Yes. I like that. I love that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, like, it was, it's like it would have been if he had a five-year extension fully guaranteed with the Green Bay Packers. And there was a certain amount of acting, I think, on his part. I mean, it's got to be chewing away at him. Of course. He wants his thing to be resolved. Yeah, and of course. This is his life. I mean, not resolved. Is, it's the last few years of his career. He didn't envision it going this way. He didn't envision, like, playing at a high level and then being an MVP and, like, feeling like, you know, he's not supported or has any security or that he's not, not on a one-year deal. That's how he feels. He's the MVP of football, and he feels like, I'm, I'm on a one-year deal. Like, I, I, what do I have to do? I have to go out and prove it? Like, I got to prove it to make the team next year? And he's saying, screw that. So that that's it. And, you know, again, last week, Mike, I said, remember early last week when we were talking, and I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I was like, this is, they don't, they don't have to worry about that. There was a contract stuff. Remember, I said, they don't have to worry about it. He won't be there next year. I, I, I had already heard enough things around the league to know that things were rocky. But you didn't I, expect it to happen. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was like the critical like that. That's what I was getting to. You're right. I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that. So that's that's now I'm sitting here going like you. I just think, well, it's just a matter of time. It sounds like he's gonna dig in and they're gonna dig in for a while and we'll see if somebody comes to the table and makes some big time offer to get Aaron Rodgers. I think if we're smart enough to realize they were manipulating him and they were 
trying to get him just angry enough that he goes out and plays at an MVP level, but not so angry that he upsets the apple cart. He's smart enough to see it, too, because he's smarter than we are. And he saw that he's being manipulated, and he's blown it up. He's blown up their plans. You're not going to play this game with me. I played it in 2020, and I went out and had an MVP season after you pissed me off. Right. I'm not doing it again. Right. And this whole fire Gutekunst thing, a couple of things on that. One, I, I think he's out of line. Well, we don't, do we don't know wants. this yet. Like, I, I mean. Well, Charles Robinson reported. Would Charles Robinson put his name on it? If he, he talked to somebody in Rogers camp who told him. That's good enough for me. Okay. He wants Gutekunst out. And yeah. it fits the profile that I've compiled over the last 10 years on Aaron Rodgers. Would he want the guy to be fired? Yes, he yeah. would, based on everything that's happened. But I, I think there's a couple of problems here, beyond him being out of line for wanting it. Number one, Gutekunst may just be the messenger for Mark Murphy. I think Mark Murphy's the puppet master here. So if you want Gutekunst now, you want Murphy out too. That may be the unspoken part of this. And the other reality of it, Chris... And I was writing something about this before the show, and I'm going to finish it up when we're done. The fact that they don't have an owner. We've talked about no owner relates to this is when where a it's coach a problem. needs to be fired or a GM needs to be fired. It's a problem now. Yep. Hey, hey, there are good reasons to not have an owner who can meddle in everything. There are bad reasons to not have an owner who can solve problems now. There is no one in that organization who can unilaterally, without worrying about what anyone's going to think, on the executive committee, the board of directors, the shareholders. There's no one there who has the unquestioned power to fix this without regard for future consequences. And you can't hold that person accountable if it's Mark Murphy right now. You can't make them do anything right now. All you can do is later, deal with it later. If it ends up being a giant mess, if everything blows up and it lingers, that's when shareholders can uprise. That's when board of directors can start asking tough questions. That's when executive committee can launch a coup and Murphy's out. But it's nothing that can happen right now. It's nothing that can be fixed right now by anyone other than Murphy. And there's no one who has the unquestioned power to say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to trade Jordan Love today. You know, No, we're going to cut Jordan Love today. We're going to give Aaron Rodgers a five-year fully guaranteed contract. And we're going to... We're going to uh, yeah, I don't know that. And again, I'm not. I don't like even saying it. But an owner would have the ability to fire Brian Gutekunst if the owner wanted to. Yeah, this is what it. This is what it takes to keep the most successful, popular, important figure in this organization here. I'm going to do what I have to do. I don't have to worry about anybody telling me otherwise. Differently, that that's what they don't have, so they can't fix it the way that other teams could right now if they want it. Uh, agreed. Uh, that's where like the owner's business acumen and just their ability to people skills, all that, maybe foresee the storm that's coming when he's sitting in the meeting rooms and hearing his GM about to trade up, you know, to get a quarterback. That's I, I mean, I agree with you. That's where the owner is very, very valuable. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And yeah, I mean, Again, I'm I'm with you as far as like it's not a great look for Aaron Rodgers to be like fire Gutenkoost or whatever else. It's not, you know. But again, I think at the way he's looking at it, he's going, well, the guy wants me fired. I mean, he's trying to fire me, so he's he's you know, yeah, petty as it is. Again, back to your two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a good look. But you know, he's frustrated. There's no doubt about that. We see it. This really does have its roots, and this is the message for every other sports organization out there. You can't drop bombs like that without giving the guy a heads up. And maybe they were afraid to give him a heads maybe. up. Maybe. Maybe maybe no one wanted to be the one to tell him 
right? It's like telling Raquel Welch she doesn't move her arms enough when she dances. No one wants to be the one who goes in there and gets beaten up by Aaron Rodgers for being the messenger of we're trading up for your potential replacement. So it's not just how they handled it. It's the fact that they did it. Yeah. That you, you can't do it. You just can't do it. And I understand they'd love to replicate what happened with Favre to Rodgers and let's hand the baton from Rodgers to someone else because they had they had 20 long years of of not good football between Bart Starr and Don Mikowski. They got a glimmer from Don Mikowski, and then they got Brett Favre. But the Packers in the 70s and the 80s, they were laughing stocks. No, they were pitiful. punching bag. They were horrible. Yeah. And they want to avoid that. And they, they may get that now because they overplayed their hand as it relates to the final years of Aaron Rodgers. So uh, let, let's do this. Let's do this. We, we've spent a half hour yeah. talking about the Packers. And I have a feeling over the course of the next few weeks we'll be talking about it even more because it's not going away. When we return, we'll stay in the NFC North because there's a similar issue. It's a, it's a low-scale, poor man's version of Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. It's Kirk Cousins and Kellen Mond. Trouble brewing potentially in Minnesota at the quarterback position. We'll talk about the new guy, the old guy, and what it all means for the guys in purple when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if millions of black Americans had been compensated for slavery? Join me, Tremaine Lee, as I explore the untold story of one of the only black Americans who ever was. I talk to his descendants and discuss how reparations forever change their family's trajectory and imagine a reality where reparations are paid to the rest of black America. Into America presents Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations, a Black History Month series. New episodes drop Thursdays. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Kirk Cousins, he has pushed himself to a higher level, and I think it's going to continue. Oh, baby, I can't believe I just saw you pick Kirk Cousins. I mean, the love-hate continues. I love him. He's your guy. Follow him. I love him not. Kirk Cousins is kind of a dork. I love him. I'll get Kirk Cousins tattooed, left arm. I love him not. I don't like it at Kirk Cousins. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Vikings in round three with one of their four third-round picks took Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond. 
You interviewed him. I interviewed him. I was a big fan before he became potential future Vikings quarterback, and who knows how it's going to play out. This is all a projection. This is a developmental pick, but the Vikings keeping their cards close to the vest, understanding what they're facing. And from their perspective, see, the difference between the Aaron Rodgers situation and the Kirk Cousins situation is Cousins' contract. He's under contract for two more years. Shereen Williams and I interviewed him back before the Super Bowl, and he made it clear he's not interested in an extension. And there's no way, as a practical matter, they can franchise tag him in 2023. They needed a plan or he was going to have all the leverage and they were going to have to give him whatever he wanted to keep him after these two years. So they decided, you know what? Guy we like, third-round pick, it's not going to make a huge wave. We're going to go get him. We're going to develop him. That's our leverage. That's our protection. That's our alternative, our plan B that could, could become plan A after the 2022 season. The Vikings, if this guy develops, they seize back the power from Kirk Cousins Again, they can say to Kirk, "Hey, sorry, we we're, we're just gonna we're gonna turn to this guy. We're not gonna pay you forty five million dollars a year. We're not gonna pay you top of the market. You want to go get paid top of the market? Go to the market. I, I think that's what what drove this for the Vikings, and it worked out perfectly. That Kellen Mond, look at that ball, look at that in stride, launched it. That he ended up he ended up being there in round three. They were thinking about Justin Fields at pick fourteen. What's that tell you? They know they needed a plan." for post-2022, and now they have one. Yeah, they got one. And, yeah, I, think, I mean, they got a steal and a quarterback like Kellen Mond, you know, in, in the third round. He's got the talent and everything, the pedigree, whatever it is, to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, that was one of the things I loved about his game anyways, Mike. I mean, he just – he had been playing NFL football there in the SEC with Texas A&M as far as throws in the pocket and doing all that. He's a great fit for how – your Vikings play on the offensive side of the ball because, yeah, he's a strong-arm guy, but he's a good athlete. He's a better athlete than Kirk Cousins. This is a guy that's, you know, low 4-6, high 4-5 type of speed and then throws the ball on the run phenomenal. So, and then you just saw that. That would be that would be something similar he would do if he was playing in the Vikings offense, where they could do because of his arm strength, where they'd go, hey, let's do a little play action to the right. We'll set the pocket up behind the left tackle. We want you to set up and launch a, a corner post to Justin Jefferson for 60-something yards. So, yeah, this is not like a threat to Kirk Cousins this year right now, and that's the good thing about it being a third-round pick. I don't think anybody will expect it to be. But I think you're totally right. This is a guy that has starting quarterback pedigree. And to me, after the big five, I know Kyle Trask was taken before him. This was, to me, the only guy left in the draft that had legit big-time starting NFL potential. I really looked at him that way. So it's a great fit, and he's a talented football player. We'll see how it plays out. There is value in being that third-round quarterback because – the, the, the questions aren't there. The attention isn't there. You can develop quietly while the other guy continues to play, and that seems to be the plan. Don't take my word for it. Here is Rick Spielman, the Vikings general manager, on what having Mond on the roster means for Kirk Cousins. With a pick like Kellen, is that a situation where you feel like you need like, to call Kirk and kind of explain it to him, or is it just – you know, hey, we pick somebody and there's more competition and, and it doesn't really need to Kirk's be. Kirk's our starting, yeah, Kirk's our starting quarterback. <laughs> it's not, there's no competition there. 
it's just taking another player. It's like regardless of position, if we take a player in the third round or first round, I'm not calling a player and say, hey, we may take this guy yeah. here. Uh, our job is to try to get as many good players in here and uh, let them all come in and compete. Look, I, it gets back to Aaron Rodgers again. At what point do you give the guy a heads up? But I, I, I think that Cousins is aware or should have been aware yeah. that they'd be looking for a quarterback to develop because of the contractual situation, because he didn't want to extend it this year. And I don't know that they even tried to get him to extend and reduce the cap charge this year. But why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You've got him under contract for two years. And you know the way it's structured, if he gets to the market, if he gets to the end of the contract, he's getting to the market, you can't tag him. Uh, if he said to them politely, nah, I'm fine with the next two years of my contract, then they got to take care of their business, and they did. Now, Spielman also said that Cousins is clearly the starter. There's no question about that. Right. But he also said Mond was one of their top players on the board, and his quote was that you see him right in that area as where the top three quarterbacks went. So they believe in him the way I do. that you believe in him. Right. And no one else did, or he wouldn't have been there in round three, Chris. No, no. You know, it's, it, and it's one of those things, hey, this is what we see here. I mean, second-round quarterbacks, I don't even know if that's going to really happen anymore. It's like you get the ones that are in, you know, top need in the first round. The second round, everybody's still worried about, hey, there's only so many good players on the board. And that seems to be the new thing here. And then kind of the third round, everybody starts to, all right, let's address some of the quarterbacks, uh, you know, these second-tier guys and when they seem to go. But, yeah, it'll, it, it's a smart pick by them. I think for the future, you know, for the player them, himself, the way he fits there, uh, it all makes sense. He's played a lot of football. He's got good pedigree as far as, you know, understanding how to read defenses and read an offensive play. That's the one thing Jimbo Fisher really did for him, too. So at the very least, too, he's a really high-quality backup for a team, too, where he's, he's one of these rookies where you just go, oh, he can be our backup, and we can trust he'll be on his game week after week after week. But I, I love the pick. And Kirk Cousins has – let me just say this. He's played really good football the last three years. Really good football. There's no, I mean, it's it's special, but yes, there's a little bit of a limitation on what he can do for a good team and making it great. As you've always mentioned, he's not going to be the kind of guy that can just go wait, get on my shoulders. It's a bad day. We got bad pass protection and people aren't open, and I'll dice them up. He needs a little bit system help to kind of do that and get it going. So, yes, that's where he's not special that way. And what I guess I'm basically saying is when you're that type of player this day and age in the NFL, and if your team's not really good around you and you're not making, like, deep playoff runs, then they're always looking to replace you two to three years down the road. I mean, that's really that's really just life in the NFL right now unless you're one of the really the, the five, ten special quarterbacks in the league. Well, and and the bottom line is that the off-schedule plays, the off-schedule throws, those are things that Kirk Cousins can't make. He can't buy the time with his legs to get away from the pressure. The walls close in, and that's it. I can't tell you how many times I've seen him with that kind of running in molasses, trying to get out of the pocket to extend a play, and he gets yep. gobbled up. That's not him. he gets out of the pocket. Right. And then he just got to the point where he just, he just – 
he, he that's it. Just hit the deck like Peyton Manning. No, that's not no. what he does. And the the quarterback position is moving toward finding the guys who can do the off schedule things. It's one of the reasons why the 49ers yeah. we'll talk about that at some point today sure. fell in love with Trey Lance. Right. He can do the off schedule stuff. And Kyle Shanahan seems to be warming up to a guy who doesn't do exactly what the play calls for, because you have to account for the possibility that the play is going to go to crap and the quarterback's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat or some other orifice. And he saw that with Patrick Mahomes. We've all seen it with Patrick Mahomes. And I think every team now wants a guy that can do that when the play doesn't work. Can you make something happen on your own? Mond, better suited to do that than Cousins. Now, we talked about how you believed in Mond. The Vikings believed in Mond. Maybe there are other teams out there thinking, hey, he'll, he'll fall to us. We're the only ones who get it. We'll just wait and bide our time. They didn't get a chance. Buccaneers did. Buccaneers took Kyle Trask at the end of round two, starting this second-tier run on quarterbacks because then it went Trask, Mond, and Davis Mills to the Texans, but they could have taken any quarterback they wanted with the final pick in round two. They like Trask, Chris. Why do you think they like Trask more than Mon? Well, I think, you know, we heard a little clip of, like, uh, uh, of Bruce Arians, you know, in one of our little PFT or, or Peacock Peapods or whatever there. Like, you know, I, I think the size, hey, played a lot of football at Florida, you know, and got a good little feel, knows how to play the game at the position. To me... You know, again, what, what I want to say is, uh, you know, Mike, you're asking me what what do they see? I'm going, I don't know quite all the way. It's a slow release. It's not a real strong arm. It's a below average athlete for this age in the NFL. And he doesn't necessarily play really big to me. That's where I was a little surprised by it that way. Um, but, hey, they saw otherwise. So we'll see where they go. It is a great situation, too. You know, if they can adjust – Keep him in shape and quick like he was at his pro day and adjust his throwing a little bit. Maybe they see an avenue to where maybe he they think he's better than what I envision. Uh, but yeah, I was I was intrigued that they went with him first. I really was. And uh, Buccaneers fans, if it doesn't work out, at least they tried and uh, they didn't take a kicker with a second round pick. So <laughs> you right. have that going for you, right? Which is nice. They actually were thinking about taking him. Uh, at the end of round one. Right. I heard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they, they know that they need someone to develop beyond Tom Brady because Brady's got, I think you can count on two more years from Brady. We can count on one. Yeah. Count on Presume one, two. maybe two. Presume right. two. Uh, and then maybe, just maybe you get three. But the, the reason you, even though he intends to stay at least two more years, father time eventually is going to win. And we've seen nothing to suggest that Father Time is in the process of winning. But when it happens, it's going to happen quickly, I think. And we're always watching for it. Any bad game, oh, oh, is it, is it starting? Is it starting? And then he comes back and he looks as good as ever. But th that's what they have to be ready for, the possibility that Father Time shows up and kicks Tom Brady's butt at some point during the 2021 season. That really is the only – I mean, if I'm a Buccaneers fan and I'm looking for things to worry about – that's the only thing I'm worried about. I mean, everyone's back. Super Bowl championship team. First time since the 70s that you got all your starters. The only thing I'm worried about is Tom Brady. Well, uh, all of a sudden losing it. And then who's my backup? But it, but you know, with Kyle Trask, Glenn Gabbard. Right. You, you got a big drop off. Well, the, the, you know, the Bucks got anti-aging cream. You know, that that's what they got. Uh, you know, it, it it is slipping to a degree. We're just not going to quite, quite see it. 
It's an awesome offensive line. It's great weapons. It's a great defense. So it's not going to always be on him, and it's a great formula for a guy that's his age to then go, like, it gets into a little bit like what you were kind of saying with Kirk Cousins. Like, yeah, Brady's not going to make plays off schedule anymore, and he's not great when the pocket's collapsing or people around him. But doesn't matter. Tampa's built a damn team where that's that's few and far between. And as long as he feels like, oh, I'm clean and protected, we can see he could still throw that pill all over the field at a really high level, and that's where it's, it's amazing to watch. It really is. His arm is just special still. I'm surprised you're not all in with Kyle Trask for one very important reason. You're going to wear the deuce? You mean that reason? Wearing the deuce. I know. Dropping the deuce on everybody. How dare they unretire my number two? This is a problem league-wide. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not retired. That's right. <laughs> Do you give your blessing? Do you give your blessing to Kyle, Kyle Trask, Trask wearing the deuce? As an underwhelming starting quarterback for the Buccaneers and once a third rounder and now a second rounder, I give you the number two jersey. Congratulations. <laughs> Kyle Trask, hang on to your spleen, baby. Yeah. You're going to be playing at some point. All right, let's take a break. Go back to the NFC North. The Bears have a new quarterback. They traded up to get him. Matt Nagy, the head coach, spoke about the plans for Justin Fields. We'll let you hear what Nagy had to say when PFT Live continues right after this. Now um, it, it's our job to develop him. And I think that's probably the biggest thing uh, that that we've taken into this thing is there is there will be a plan with Justin and and with um, with, with Andy and, and with Nick and, and just how we go about this. And I think that's going to be very, very important is that we understand it. Now, fortunately for myself, um, Ryan and I have had a bunch of discussions and, and, and just talking through scenarios. And as everybody has talked about, you know, uh, I was I, I went through that in 2017. So is it going to be the same thing? I don't know, but at least we have some some type of blueprint to at least work off of and and be able to just kind of use that to start and see where it goes. The timing element of of Justin, you know, we will know. And there's there's observations from all of us as coaches every single day, and and um, just like we would tell any quarterback. When you come in here, you do everything you can to be the best quarterback you can be, whether it's in the meeting room or whether it's in practice, and everything else will take care of itself. And, and all of those guys are gonna do it. And then, you know, we just gotta decide then when we get to that point, how, how is he developing and, and, and how is everybody doing and really keeping it as honest as possible with all of those guys. And then um, when the time is right, I promise you, every single person will know uh, including Justin, when it's the right time. And uh, that's naturally how, how it happens. You know, when you work at a place that has an NFL-caliber weight room, some guys clearly spend a lot of time there. Ryan Pace clearly spends got, a lot of time at Hallis Hall's weight Excuse room. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Matt Nagy talking about Justin Fields. They traded from 20 to 11 to get him, gave up next year's first-round pick to get in position to do it. We talked on Friday that this presumably, hopefully for the Bears, means that they're all in with Pace and Nagy for at least a couple of years. I would think so. The idea of firing either or both of them after this season would tend to make it difficult to get the most out of Justin Fields. But, you know, he mentioned 2017. That was when Nagy was in Kansas City and Alex Smith was the starter. Patrick Mahomes was the rookie. That was different, though. 
Smith was performing at a high level. Exactly. A proven commodity. Andy Dalton's the new guy. Andy Dalton is just going to hold this job until Justin Fields confirms for the Bears coaching staff and the Bears players that he's better. Because, as I said Friday, if Justin Fields can't beat out Andy Dalton, what the hell were they doing trading up from 20 to 11 to get him? Yeah, I, well, I, that'll be in their brain or a part of their decision-making like early on in the process. It'll probably affect it because of that storyline right there. They're not going to want to hear that. But, you know, it, it, yeah, hey, it's only a matter of time. Come on. Yeah, this is a different situation than Mahomes and Alex Smith. You're exactly right. You know, first off, people didn't think Mahomes was going to be Mahomes. He was from Texas Tech and not in, you know, the final four of college football. So, you know, there's not the the aura and the the backing of the player that way. And like you said, yeah, Alex Smith, I mean, hey, the last year he played, he was the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. Number one, right. So Andy Dalton is not that. And the Bears are not that Kansas City Chiefs team by any stretch of the imagination. And Justin Fields has a huge following, whether it be from Georgia and his number one high school player in the country to Ohio State. And Ohio State's right down the road from a place like Chicago to where it's just those fans are going to be clamoring to such an extent that, yeah, I, I just think it's – it, it's 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 got to happen early on in the year. I, that's where I would imagine it happening at some point. I'm interested to see what they do, you know, with Justin Fields and the offense they kind of formulate around him and, and especially his great running skills. And here's the other side of it too, Chris. You mentioned that no one expected Mahomes to be Mahomes. I think that these teams that are rolling the dice on first-round quarterbacks are operating under that reality. You never know where the next Mahomes is going to be. We didn't see Mahomes coming. He would have been the first overall pick in the draft if we did. So there is not projection per se, but just hope. The same hope that infects the entire draft process start to finish. Hope, 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 hope. Glass half full. You know, the Bears, they're hoping, obviously, that Fields becomes Mahomes because then the fans will finally quit talking about the fact that they could have had Mahomes. All these other guys, all the way down to Mond, all the way down to Davis Mills. They're hoping that they got a guy that once you put him in an NFL environment, he's suddenly going to transform into something that he wasn't at the college level. And it's not unprecedented. It just happened with Patrick Mahomes. And it happened to a certain extent with Deshaun Watson, too. Deshaun Watson, there was concerns about his accuracy. You know what happened? He went to the NFL. He got more accurate. So guys may have a ceiling that we think is there, that they bust right through. And I think that's part of what the Bears are desperately trying to find, a guy that makes the fans leave them alone once and for all about yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, agreed. It, it, I mean, just that subject alone is just it, it's so polarizing in the city of Chicago. The constant, can we ever have a quarterback here that's a real difference maker and in the conversation for one of the best quarterbacks in football and everything like that. Uh, yeah, they're starving for that there in Chicago. And – I think that will expedite the process. You know, you trade it up to get to a number 11 to pick Justin Fields. He's a huge name in the national sports media. And I think the other thing that plays a real part in it is like you just said, it, it's one of those things where they're just going to want him to get it close, get it close. Because yeah, if Andy Dalton, 
you know, goes through training camp and it's just clearly the starter, you're you're gonna hear some of that those concerns. Oh man, he didn't even beat out Andy Dalton. Should we be concerned? Should we be concerned? You know, I, I don't know where that goes. But either way, what what I also just wonder with the Bears quarterback situation, Nick Foles, are they gonna try to trade him? Are they gonna really go into the season here with all three of these guys? Uh, they got a few things to, to talk about there in Chicago. Well, the problem with Foles is he's got guaranteed money this year, guaranteed money next year. You got to find somebody who'll take on that contract. Maybe you got to pay some of it to move on from him. But yeah. you got the Super Bowl MVP from a few years ago, who is the forgotten man now on right? the Bears depth chart. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll start taking a look at the good and the bad from draft weekend and some unfinished business on how the 49ers ultimately settled on Trey Lance and who they actually were looking at reportedly when they made the trade up to number three. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.